We've got her, Alderwoman right. Kristen DeCenso. All right, uh, Alderwoman, good morning to you. And uh, first of all, uh, the, how are things going at your household? Everybody staying safe? Everybody's staying safe. Uh, my son is upstairs asleep along with my dog. So I'm going to have to go wake them up at some point because we have e-learning. That's right. Which yes, is we a do. Blast. Right. <laughs> How has that been going? Um, as as a mother, uh, you're also a working professional. You've got a day job as well. I don't know. I thought I could tell from her answer on that, but go ahead. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You know what? My dad was a teacher, and I've always had a huge amount of respect for teachers. But after this, um, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's crazy. You know, I have a very demanding regular day job. And then, you know, when I get off work, I do my aldermanic work and or before work. Um, and then in the middle of this, we have to do these Zoom meetings for mm-hmm. our kids and help them with things that I can't even do their math because I have no idea what they're even asking in the questions. Yeah. So, yeah, common core, I know. Yeah, yeah. when I was it's in high a, school, I could do math problems, algebra, calculus, pre-cal, all that stuff, right? Get the cosines and the signs and the calculator. I could do all of that in my sleep. You ask me to do that now, and I would be lost in the woods. I well, wouldn't have it, any it, idea of where to start. But, but it's not even that, Greg. It's like Common Core is just nuts. It's yeah. like you, you you come up with a problem. Well, that's not the way the teacher showed me how to do it. Well, yeah, how did the teacher? You know, it's like, just crazy. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. So you, you've got exactly. three hats you're wearing. Uh, you're, well, four hats. You're a mother. Now you're a teacher. You're an older woman and uh, also <laughs> a working professional. Uh, so back to the city council, though. What do you guys uh, got on the docket tonight? We talked with um, Alderman Joe McMiniman last week before the uh, committee of the whole um and there wasn't much like debate on actual ordinances do you anticipate that some of that will be unpacked tonight like for instance the um, uh, collective bargaining agreement with uh with the city police yes i expect some debate tonight for sure uh there's also the kazeum um fifty thousand and one dollar that's up for debate this evening so i do expect some active debate this evening um you know, we have people reach out to us all the time saying, hey, we need to talk about this or we need to talk about that. And right now, I think given the format, we're just trying to get through the meetings and just trying to get through, you know, general business as easily as possible. Um, I did sit and watch a three-hour zoning committee oh, meeting. That's right. And that was actually Wednesday night. two months worth <laughs> packed into one meeting. Oh, right? my gosh. Yes. Um, and I had a few items up in Ward 6. But there was also the cannabis, um, the craft grow cannabis that was on there. So I wanted to watch that. And, of course, that was at the very end. But um, Naturally. So from 6 to 9, I sat in front of my TV and, and watched the zoning meeting. Oh, wow. Wow. Did you have popcorn at least? No, I don't no. eat after a certain time of day. So, no. Um, yeah. No. I don't no, know what's I, worse, I, the Tiger King or the zoning meeting. I'm not sure. <laughs> Tiger King's pretty bad. Yeah, it is. So, it um, is. when it comes to that zoning issue, I mean, are you are you satisfied with the outcomes? Of what was uh, focused on your ward, and also with the uh, the cannabis stuff? And what do you think is going to be the benefit for um, the Springfield area uh, if we start moving forward with uh, craft growing cannabis organizations? Well, first, I am thrilled with the outcome of the zoning in Ward Six because they were all Habitat for Humanity homes. Um, those are usually homes that we see very little issues with. And, you know, of course, they're providing a home to someone who otherwise wouldn't be able to have a home. So I was thrilled with that. Um, they're, usually zoning is kind of tougher than that. But 
on on those. I had four in my ward last week, so that that was great. Um, as far as you know, grow your own or craft growing. It's it's a it's actually something that people have been doing for quite a while on their own. So I think that this is just kind of legalizing something that we've that we've already been seeing in the city. Well, and how important is it that uh, the proper zoning parameters are put in place? You know, keeping at a certain distance from schools or from churches or whatever the uh, the, the parameters are laid out. How important is that uh, in this overall conversation about cannabis legalization? I think it's important just because the stigma is still there. And until the stigma is no longer there, then we're going to have to, you know, amend our current city ordinances as they come up. And I've said this from the beginning, you know, this is a new thing. Um, Some people are embracing it. Others are not. And until it becomes more normalized, um, we're going to have to just keep going along and, and changing things as they come up. Ward 6 Alderwoman Kristen Desenzo is with us on News Talk 94.7 and 970 WMAY. Kristen, in regards to that, too, a lot of the times we saw with the illegal growing activity, people stealing power from other people and things like that. Is there, is there going to be anything as far as policing that to make sure once we have legal growing at home that nobody's stealing electricity or doing things like that? I think they will police things just as closely as closely as they police, you know, bars and establishments that sell alcohol, um, which is, you know, that's that's where we are now. This is, you know, considered something that is recreational and you can use it if you want to. But I think they're, we're going to keep an eye on things. I don't think it's going to be, you know, some sneaky action, but I think it's it's going to be regulated just as alcohol sales are. Yeah, and just uh, for clarity purposes, um, we're talking specifically about craft growing businesses, not grow your own. People who do have medical cannabis can grow up to five plants at home. Uh, but recreational, you can't you can't just grow on your own. But right. uh, there no. is there is a focus of getting small craft growing operations that could have kind of like a a special brand of their own that they'd be able to sell for recreational purposes or for medical purposes. But they would have to be licensed not just through the state; they'd have to get approval from uh, city officials as well. And that's kind of what was laid out there at the uh, the zoning meeting. All right, talking uh, fun stuff with the with pot conversation. We're still in a pandemic. Uh, where are we at on um, emergency spending? How do you feel the, the, the mayor's been doing under uh, his emergency orders? And what kind of complaints are you hearing about, uh, you know, from your constituencies? Um, well, this is a disaster, uh, you know, both budgetarily and as far as health concerns go and small businesses. You know, it's um, it's nothing it's nothing I ever could have imagined when I signed up for this. Um, my heart goes out to all the people that are unemployed, who have lost their jobs, who are struggling just to eat. Um, it's it's very it's a heart wrenching situation. Um, as far as how the mayor has done, or how the Sangamon County to Public uh, Department of Sangamon County Public Health Department has done, um, you know, I think that. The more information, the better. And I'm not sure that we get all the information we need or as often as we need it. And I'm constantly seeking out new information uh, because of my day job. So I and I'm and I'm sitting on calls because of my day job. So I, you know, I just like to get as much information out there. I think, you know, you need to be front and center as far as being an elected official in the middle of a pandemic. Um, So. 
I think we need more of that. Um, these PSAs on, you know, YouTube are nice, but I know other mayors of similar sized cities like Peoria, who are uh, Mayor Jim Artis, he's holding daily press briefings, just like the governor does. So I don't know what the harm in that would be, but that's just how I would handle things. And I'm not the mayor, thank goodness. So it's kind of a personal preference and personal style. Yeah, but Alderwoman Chris DeCenzo is with us on News Talk 94.7 and 970 WMAY. I really don't know what, what, what aren't we not knowing about the Springfield fight that we need to know. Well, what we're not knowing is that, you know, people think that, you know, we, we can just test whoever we want. That's not how it works. If, you're, if you don't meet a certain criteria, you don't get tested. Um, I think there's just a lot of misinformation or wrong information or no information out there. So I think we need to do a better job of, um, you know, explaining to people the process for being tested, um, you know, what, what you should do if you're feeling symptomatic, um, you know, th- things like that. So there's a lot of paranoia. There's a lot of uncertainty. And I think that we just need to make sure we are getting the word out about the best way to go about things. Where do you stand on this idea of uh, regional uh, reopening, opening things up either by county or by region? Like, for instance, you know, Peoria could be one area. Springfield could be another area versus like the likes of Cook County, for instance. Um, I think it'd be difficult what you know what what's not to say that people will travel from county to county being asymptomatic but also being a carrier um i just think we need to be careful we you know there's been lots of debate online and you know people have called me and the the thing is is that we don't know we don't have a vaccine for this we're not going to have a vaccine for 18 months um People always bring up the argument, well, you know, more people die of the flu every year. Well, yeah, but you can get a flu shot every year. But can we wait 18 months? No, of course not. Of course we can't wait 18 months. Um, and I'm not suggesting that at all. But I think we need to follow the science, uh, as the governor keeps saying, and see where that takes us. And other states are doing the same thing. They're following the well. Let me backtrack. Some states are doing that. Um, my sister lives down in Jacksonville, Florida, and, you know, she was appalled when she heard the beaches were reopening the other day. She's like, well, you know, why, why are we, we just closed them. What do we, why are we reopening them? Um, so, you know, I think we need to take a measured approach. And right now the stay-at-home order isn't in place, is in place until the end of April. And I think after that we, or before that, I think we'll know something more by the end of this week. But, you know, we follow the science. Right now, Chicago, Cook County, isn't um, on schedule to peak till mid-May. So between May 8th and May 13th are the numbers that I've heard. Real quick here, um, we've got tight budget issues. Um, What have you uh, looked at as far as uh, moving forward with the budget, with the spending, uh, anticipating a a major loss in sales tax revenues? Major loss. uh, Not only that, in hotel, motel tax revenues. I know we've had to cancel every convention. Um, hotels are empty. So we, we don't really know exactly what we're looking at yet, but we know it's not going to be pretty. Um, do do, you, do you see any discretionary spending that could be cut uh, now to kind of soften the blow moving forward? 
Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, share with us. What, what do you think? <laughs> quite, a, quite a bit. Um, you know, I just think we need to be careful going forward just because we voted on, on things, a, you know, a month or two ago that, that this is everything's changed. Everything's changed very, very quickly and not for the better. So, you know, just because we thought something was a great idea two months ago doesn't mean it's a great idea now. Would one of those things um, be the um, Kidzium funding that's up tonight? I voted against that originally, and I will be voting against it tonight. Um, I love the kids ZM. I think Leah Wilson's doing a great job. But, um, you know, that $50,001 may, you know, may be a, a make or break moment for us down the road on something else. So I just think we need to be very, very careful about things we're approving going forward. All the room and Kristen DeSenso. Thank you so much for sticking with us here. And uh, we'll definitely be listening tonight and bring everybody to the Council Roundup tomorrow. You didn't even ask me about the protest at the Capitol. This is so disappointing.